0: All right, so
1: uh, we're going to have a little fun with this, but it's kind of a serious topic as well. So uh, we're in a world where we're always thinking and talking about experiences. Well, some of those experiences are around kind of expanding the people that we have experiences with. And so this is about diversity. This is about inclusion. This is about equality. This is about accessibility and maybe a few other things. I don't know. We'll, We'll get into that. But with me, this is really cool, because uh, these two young ladies, uh, they come at it from a couple of different perspectives, and we're going to uh, ask them to introduce themselves, and then we're going to get into a conversation. But right next to me is, you should have, you just missed it. Anybody? She was just, she wanted to get pumped up for this. We didn't
0: miss
1: it. <laughs> she, went, she went down and did, first she did what? A couple of push-ups, and then she just went. I'm going whole board, doing 15.
0: John, he he bid me to do it.
1: Yeah, way to go, John. All right. (laughs) So, Kate Bradley Turnus from Lately, or as I like to call her, the Notorious KBC. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you even throw up. All right, that's cool. And over to the corner there. It's I want to make sure I get your name right, Jen Vandezin.
2: Vandy Zandy. Vandy Vandy Zandy.
1: Vandy Zandy. Yes. From SAP, who is the editor-in-chief of what's that great site?
2: The Future of Customer Engagement and Experience.
1: Very cool. Okay, so uh, as you can see, this is about kind of getting some voices in, some diversity, some inclusion. So we have a couple of, you know, great young ladies, and I'm the black dude. All right. If you didn't (laughs) know that, I'm the black guy. So, all right, anyway. So
0: Keep calling me young. I'm done with that.
1: (laughs) It works. Okay. So tell everybody what you do with Lately.
0: Yeah. um, So thank you and thank you and thank you. We're we're good friends over at SAP. Um, So Lately uses artificial intelligence to discover what messaging resonates best with your audience. And one way we do that is by taking a blog that you might have or a podcast or webinar, pushing a button and instantly turning that into 40 social posts. Um, and they're all social posts that I've automatically tested that we know are going to resonate with your audience. Cool. It's right. pretty cool, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool.
2: <laughs> Jen? Um, so I'm the editor-in-chief of the Thought Leadership site, um, which is actually an off-brand site. So we do a lot of talking about the higher-level topics, and then also um, purpose is also a key function of what we discuss. So.
1: And you went through a little bit of an evolution, a transformation with the site. Why don't you talk about that, but also talk about why it was important to you to do that?
2: Okay. (laughs) So, yes. So um, when I came on board about five years ago, um, I think some of the first conferences and things that I went to, I was like, where are the women? And then a couple of years later, I heard somebody say, you know, there aren't women in positions of power because we actually don't see women in positions of power. And I really took that to heart and I thought, I'm doing this thing that's not just customer facing but industry facing. And I made a really tough assessment. I went through the site. Hmm. And actually um, did an assessment of how many images of women were on there. And the images of women that were on the site were literally all of them on retail posts about shopping and they were shopping. And the images of men, you know, were CEO, C-suite, execs. Um, So then I said, uh, no. (laughs) So I guess I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, change this because I'm the one hitting the button. So I started going through in that process um, a couple of years ago trying to swap out images. But actually at that point in time, um, even Getty and iStock I'd look for images of CEO, and it was all white men. Mm. Mm. And you know, it was like even in the land where images are staged, you you could just pretend (laughs) (laughs) that there's equality. There were no Um, pretend
1: women CEOs? No, there
2: weren't. uh. Um, And so we really made a measured effort to rebrand the site, um, rename it, did a new logo, um, changed out all the images. Um, There was also a big business outcome. Uh, We saw our metrics going up, time on site going up. Ninety-nine percent of our archives are viewed um, every day, so which is pretty incredible for a site that's five years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, but really also started paying attention to who our contributors were, and trying to level that out, um, putting women at the table and at the forefront, pursuing them as thought leaders, um, and making uncomfortable continually uncomfortable. Assessments and speaking up, and so um, so. There's an app where you can actually track who's talking in the room, men or women, and I did that today.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, do you leave us a hanging.
0: Thank
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to take a guess at the percentage?
1: Uh, oh, so I'm the first guy that's gonna take a Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so anyone
2: in the audience want to take a guess yes what please. the percentages
1: <laughs> 80 20? Who men, woman, or women, men? So woman. the
2: first half it was 87 percent men, and the second oh half it's 87? 93.
0: Wow,
1: what?
2: Yeah, incredible. I'm
1: yep. sorry, was my mic not on? <laughs> <laughs> it was, I know, like, I have a deep voice. Girl, I promise.
2: They can attest. I was, I was faithfully, I was faithfully. Um, but those are super, that's super uncomfortable to say, right? So even before this, I'm like, oh, my God, do I actually say this out loud? But that's really the only way we're going to drive change because, you know, um, I think missing from this panel is actually also, um, besides a panelist, a man, because right now the reality is the balance is so um, stark that it is men who will be promoting women and giving them the opportunities um, that haven't been afforded to them over the years. So we really need men to advance women, and they need to be on the stage, too, when we're talking about this and helping to push forward that change. So that, um, yes, so that's my little spiel. All
1: right, so, so so when we open up for questions, I don't want none of you dudes saying anything right away, okay? I'm gonna I'm change that right away, right. all right? <laughs> because <laughs> there's a lot of making up to do right here all right all right now notorious one yo you have <laughs> you have a, a really interesting story because you're you're a tech startup in AI and you're a female entrepreneur CEO founder and all that
0: guilty is it oh, thank there you there it is thank you yeah
1: I really set the stage. It's not easy. There you go. (laughs) So tell us what you know. How difficult is it in today's economy and today's tech scene to be a CEO female founder?
0: Yeah. Thanks. Um, You know, especially I'm sure you guys have heard this stat, but it came out about a year and a half ago. Only two percent of all the female-founded companies get venture funding. Two percent. Two percent. Which means I mean I'm pretty awesome.
1: <laughs> right there, so <laughs> and let me, let me add to that, because you gave me another stat on top of that one. Tell me that one.
0: Oh, and if you're black, it's like 0.001 percent. Black female, forget it. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's abysmal.
1: Please, somebody tweet that out.
0: Yeah. That's important. It's to tweet super that. bad. Um, and the other interesting stat is, and I can't remember the exact number, but the female-led companies have a... Thirty percent chance of more successful exits than male, right? So the, it's the investment is actually smart, um, but we go up against it all the time. And sure, there's sexual harassment. Sure, there, there's these you know all the stuff that's obvious. But what's interesting is um, women actually. Behave the same way towards women as the men do. So, I'll give you an example. Um, There are these questions that investors ask you all the time. They're pretty much the same. You start to learn what they all are. And they typically, men and women investors ask female uh, entrepreneurs the loss questions and they ask the men the growth questions. So, for example, they'd ask you, How do you plan on growing your customer base if you're a man? And then they'll ask me, How do you. Plan on keeping your customers. How do you plan on um, doing churn prevention, for example? Right, and it's my job—the uh, onus on me—to learn how to answer in the male way, to, and to twist that around. Which is like, yeah, it's <laughs> it's messed up. That, that's, uh, that's
1: a that's a wood way. Of <laughs> which putting. is which
0: is why I was doing some push-ups because <laughs> before I go into those meetings, I want to feel really strong, mm-hmm. you know, and a mm-hmm. um, little little pump. Little pump.
1: Okay. Um, you're in AI, too. I mean, your company, part of your platform is AI. And we kind of have seen all these articles around kind of the biases, the inherent bias that we're seeing with AI, you know, particularly there was one study that talked about, you know, all, every other kind of person could get recognized pretty significantly by AI, but when it comes to black women, it was like, what, what's that? You know, they see a picture of a black woman, AI couldn't determine what... So as a woman in AI, as a tech founder, what, how do we fix these inherent issues? How do you look at it? Because you have AI technology, how are you approaching it from that perspective?
0: Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, so That's what I'm <laughs> first and foremost, we do exactly what, what Jen does and what so many of the people in this room do, is we put the onus on the human. So our AI is designed to start you at third base, and then it's the human's job to to pop in and get that content up to home plate, and the reason is, is because you don't want to remove a human from marketing because marketing is emotion based, not robot based, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, humans are smarter than AI in the end, right? Because we understand those nuances, so we're a little bit sneaky because we put it back on the user um, to to have that responsibility. Um, but of course, we're. Our, our job also is to be very aware and alert. Um, we have a lot of data that we're paying attention to, and we are very interested to see what the AI is learning and what's succeeding, um, and then being able to use that down the road and pass that, those learnings on to our, um, onto our customers. Okay. So I avoided the question.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Put it on the customer. That's, uh, tweet that one out, too.
0: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
1: All right, so Jen, you you go to a lot of events, you speak at conferences, you talk to all sorts of people, people write for the site. Um, How has the change been? Have you seen a lot of change? Are you seeing more uh, diversity, inclusion, like what we're doing here, but at other conferences? Is it starting to get a little bit more uh, averaged out, seeing women on the stage from a technology I don't even have to finish the question.
2: <laughs> there's also a silent look between women where it's like, uh, yeah, we know she what's going on. I was awesome. like, somebody's about to
1: pass the, the Zoom in, zoom pack. in.
2: So actually, there's a ton of conversation around it, um, which I'm exhausted with because we're actually, there hasn't been growth.
3: Mm. We
2: are talking about it. We are spending money on it. We're promoting it, but we're not promoting women. There actually has not been growth since two thousand and sixteen. When you're talking about women, I have an article coming out for International Women's Day, um, which is titled, um, "You know, there's more CEOs named Jeff than there are female CEOs." Wow,
1: really? It's true. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, wow,
1: what,
2: <laughs> you know, we need to we need to look at that, and we need to actually, you know, you're you're omitting half of the human race. And it's like when we're talking about product design, you're ha- you have people designing products that are, women are using, and you wonder why the product doesn't work. It's because you're not actually <laughs> including. It's half of the human Because Butch is race. over there drinking beer. I mean, it's nice to talk about it, but, you know, it's often um, women are, like, over-mentored and under-sponsored. Hmm.
1: So. Are there anybody out in the uh, audience that feel the same way? Is there... Amen. It, hey, There's an amen. We'll pass the collection plate around in a minute. So. All right. Uh, are there any questions out, Oh, all right. Uh, I'm going to the female in the back. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Good choice.
1: <laughs> Could you tell us who you are? My name is Katrina Gazarian. I'm here with the UCL,
0: David and Ricky. And Jen, I wanted to ask you a question. Oh, I'm pretty loud, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So as someone who has worked in male-dominated fields of private equity and sports, um, we're seeing this growing trend of girl boss and boss babe, and I've even spoken out publicly about how that segregates us um, Mm -hmm. from men and being, Mm -hmm. you know, with my story that I was able to turn a male investment group to stand up for their sister I just wanted to know, what were your thoughts about using these terms and these women-only conferences, and do you think that's helpful? Is this the over-mentoring uh, you're talking about? It is.
2: Yeah, I, I hate those terms. So uh, yes, my daughters <laughs> use them, and I'm like, I'm not a girl. My God. I mean, I've worked hard to get where I am, and damn, I'm not a child. I, You know, it's. I think we're perpetuating them. We're still perpetuating a myth when we put these hashtags on and when we put these labels on. I appreciate why we're doing it but I think that no if we want to really level things out we just need to level them out it doesn't have to be about women or men it just needs to be about the best minds and about the best ideas Mm -hmm. it doesn't we we shouldn't even be talking about it anymore and yet we still are we need to start acting on it and that is just really The uncomfortable conversations that you have to have. And, you know, there'll be silence, and sometimes on calls I'll get a text and they're like, Are you gonna say it? It's like, Well, yeah, of course (laughs) I am. You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) but it's those are the things we need to really, you know, we like to say get comfortable with discomfort. Mm. But we really, there's a point where it's like, Yeah, you just have to take that step off the ledge and you have to take it over and over again until we actually start making change. And it's really bad that by making people uncomfortable, unfortunately, that's what drives change, right?
1: Well, it sounds like you've been uncomfortable for years, so why not make some other folks uncomfortable, right? It, well,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: eh, you know. <laughs> All right, uh, we're, going to, oh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to Jesus. You're gonna skew the uh, percentages. okay. <laughs>
3: exactly, exactly. Well, I'm gonna throw that out, you know? Uh, and my question is, ooh, crosses between product development and inclusion. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. Jesus. My mother calls me Jesus when she's upset with me. (laughs) You know, you know I'm bilingual. I have an accent. I press one for English. I don't watch Telemundo Univision. (laughs) You know, Uh, Alexa doesn't know who I am. Uh, (laughs) Google does a better job. Okay, Siri. We're gonna have to talk about that afterwards. (laughs) Siri has no idea. You know, if I ask, you know, playing a Marc Anthony song, they go to whatever something, get, they get lost in the whatever uh, Spotify, you know, inventory of a song that I have. But how then, you know, and this is probably to everybody, you know, when you have a multicultural, you know, personas out there, uh, uh, Hispanics, bilingual, you know, we speak English in the house. Unless, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm also with my daughters, so I speak in Spanish, you know. But how do you market, how do you include them you know, mm-hmm. how you deal with that, you know, multicultural that, that we have today uh, to go after that particular segment, you know, from that particular case. Yeah. And, and especially with, you know, uh, probably using that for the conversation I had with you before, but, you know, when you think, think about Hispanic, you know, we are not the same. You know, mm-hmm. my fellow Mexicans here are different mm-hmm. from Puerto Ricans and Dominicans mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. And you have to target market including mm-hmm. differently from all the groups that you have out there. You know, mm-hmm. so throwing that out from product design to inclusion. How do you feel that that could be fixed?
0: You're bringing up a great point because I think people forget that inclusion includes, yep. needs to include people who speak different languages. Um, so I'm really glad that you did. I mean, for me, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier, I walked into Lowe's, Um, A couple years ago, and I noticed that every sign had a Spanish, and it wasn't a subtitle. The words were as big as the English, which was different than I'd seen normally before, and it hit me, and I was like, huh, and my, my little company, I'm pointing to my badge that I'm not wearing, my little company, we need to do this. Right. And I'm just a little teeny company. And so um, we now actually do all of our work in Spanish, Portuguese, German. We can do the AI will work in those other languages as well. It's my one way of of getting there. Um, I just hired a head of sales who speaks Spanish because we saw this market growing as well. And it's hard. I mean, um, just just a tangent for one second, because you. You want to be inclusive, but you don't want to offend anybody at the same time. So we had somebody translate some social posts for us into Spanish. And just today, um, my head of sales was like, hey, I just saw this. It's not very good. Who did this for you? And I was like, sorry. (laughs) Um, But that's the, the... a part of the risk I feel like you take some time. You, mm-hmm. know, um, you know. Another thing we did was we have um, graphics on our site of, of people using the product that we've drawn or my, my graphic designer draw. And we um, initially had a black woman who on the site as well and so we had some great customers who were like, thank you for including me in the artwork on your site. Mm-hmm. You know? And it was just so something simple but I was a little nervous to do it as well because I kind of felt like, who do I think I am, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: So that's um, one thing that I've done, I, and I've said. Um, I think the next we talk about equality a ton, but I think the next um, frontier in this needs to be people of color, different, you know, um, ethnicities, those kind of things. So what I've actually done is I've just gone out and approached people um, and said, "Look, I don't feel comfortable writing about this mm. from like saying what I should." This is what I think. I want to know your experience. You tell me. I'm going to pay you to tell me so I can tell people. So I think we really have to go to the audience, you know, instead of, I think that's where we got the culture of, like, who's making that message. It's not actually the people in the market. So I think we do need to go into the market, into the groups themselves, and have them tell. It's their story. We can't frame it. I mean, we don't really have a right to frame it. It's... it's. You know, that's it's important. Inclusion is so important. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: uh, that's a kind of a perfect way to end it. You know? <laughs> in- in- inclusion is so important. So let's give more round of applause. This great. Thank you. This is fun. Are you are gonna do some more push ups on the way out. Or just- <laughs> All you. <laughs> no.